I couldn't sleep that night. I couldn't sleep, didn't sleep. I remember I woke up in the morning. I had to go work out early. My mum saw me. She could tell I wasn't, I didn't fall asleep that night. She's like, everything okay? I was like, yeah, she's cheated. And da, da, da. Just, and I broke down again in front of my mum. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, like, <clears throat> wow. And the reason why it was an L for me is because the signs were there. The signs were there throughout the whole of that relationship. But I never took it. I, I took it for granted. I didn't really take it in. I was seeing it. I didn't take it in. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Brown, and you're listening to the Every L Podcast. Each episode, we'll have a different guest come on and talk about when life hands you an L, is it really a loss or is it something else? Because not every L's a loss. To sit back, relax, or do whatever you guys do to get comfortable as we get into this. Let's go. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Every O Podcast, where not every O is a loss, and we explore that fact. So today, I'm honoured to say I have Jason, who's on. Now, for those that don't know about Jason. He goes by the name of Jason RT, which is real talk. He's a blogger. He's an entrepreneur. He's an all-round lover boy because you'll see him have a whole heap of women friend around him. But to be fair, he he's just a sound guy. You know, he, he, he is a good-looking guy, but he holds it down. He's responsible, as far as I'm aware. I don't know of any kids he might have out there. But that, but that's, that's a different story for another time. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um, but he he's just a really great guy. Um, He's passionate about what he does. He's got a pure heart. He's just, he, he, as far as I'm aware, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And I think there's not enough men that do that. They act like they don't have feelings or they're numb to it. But with Jason, that's not the case. He's 100% authentic. He hurts like everyone else hurts, but he's willing to put it into his blogs and articulate himself in such an incredible way. Please go and check out his blogs. I will put in his link in the show notes of the podcast so you can go visit them because the way he breaks up his actual blog posts is with various gifts and light-hearted humor in it, but he still makes sure the point is delivered. And that's something that is very unique to him and his style. And I think when you actually visit it, you'll leave a lot more informed than you did when you first came to his website. So definitely big props to him on that. And also he's got his rum punch business, which is banging. What can I say about that? If you don't know about it, Dark Side Rum Punch, go get yours. I don't know if you deliver internationally yet, but I'm sure that's something you're going to work on at some point, right? Nationwide. Nationwide. Nationwide for now. But we'll see you about the international one. If we do go international, I want to cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've gone on way too long, a bit bigging him up. His head's getting inflated at the moment, I'm sure. No, humble, humble, humble. So, Jason, if you don't mind, please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself that you feel comfortable to do so before we go into your L's. Um, hello everyone. Yes, my name's Jason. As Matt said, blogger, business owner, good-looking black man with no kids. Yeah, and that's pretty much me. Humble brother, humble. Simple as that. So, as you guys know, when they when people send me over the L's, I don't really know what the L's are. I just look at them and go, ah, interesting. So, cheating. 
Now, cheating in my head could be a number of different things. It could be I've been cheated on in a romantic relationship. I cheated on my test. I got cheated out of a vending machine one time. I don't know. It could be any of these things. But Jason, please, from the top, tell us what you're referring to in terms of cheating. So I am talking about cheating on a romantic level. Okay. Um, I've not actually discussed this in full on any platform, not even my own. So obviously when you reached out and said, when you talk about L's, I'm like, whoa, this might be the platform to do it fully, you know? People to actually understand the story, understand exactly how I am and why I move how I move. Okay. I've never cheated. Let me put a disclaimer out there. I've never cheated. Black men don't cheat, as we know. No, we don't know. But I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yes, I've never cheated. I've been cheated on. And for me, I don't know how to feel, to be fair. But I don't think I've seen anyone admit to being cheated on, especially from a male point of view. We see it all the time with women discussing their their, their partners being che- um, cheating on them, etc., etc. But we never hear it from a man's point of view and how they might feel. So... I've discussed this on my blog, which is called Cheating, which I wrote about six years ago, I'll say. Maybe even seven. Yeah, maybe seven years ago. Um, but I'll probably release it about six years ago. But yeah, I just want to talk talk about it in full and for people to actually understand the story behind the blog. Because I didn't explain it fully in that blog. I explained the concept of cheating and why I don't understand it. But I never explained my version of it. Okay, so when did you meet this person? So I met this person. Yeah, let's call her a person because that's the nicest way to put it. <laughs> uh, I met this person at, at uni. So I met her 2000. Let me not say the year. People are clocking my age and shit. Okay, but how old were you? How old were you? I was 21 when we got together. Okay. So we were together just under six years. Wow. We actually were engaged as well. So it wasn't a little three-month fling whatever it was a big long-term partnership i assumed it was and at 21 you know six years is a big chunk of your life exactly so um yeah so literally about seven years ago to the day actually where she told me she broke up with me which was that way out of the blue you know it was like we're good we just got obviously being a game talk about marriage about what we're going to do for the wedding, etc., etc., like what we plan to do for the future. Then she literally dropped the bombshell that she wants to break up with me due to her faith, which was a seven-day Adventist. Okay. And is that, is that different to you? Um, I was brought up as Catholic, but I'm not religious at the moment. Okay. And I wasn't religious at the time. I, I kind of left the church around 13, 14, to be fair, because things just didn't add up in my head at that age things just didn't add up. So I was like, you know what, let me just take my way from, I still respect it. My mom still goes to church. Like my family still goes to church, whatever it may be. But I just stepped myself out of it, even at that young age. My mom allowed me to do that, which was a bigger up for that because a lot of parents at that age would be like, nope, you're going to church. You're coming with me, you know? But my mom kind of respected my thinking at the time, which I, which I respect her for. Big up mummy. Yeah, big up mumsy. Um, so when I, when I met this person, she told me she's seven day Venice. I was like, what the hell is that? Because I was oblivious. I was like, I'm a Catholic. I just assume everyone was that. I can't lie. Everyone read the Bible. We're all the same, you know? Yes, same kind of concept, but obviously just different beliefs in certain aspects, which I didn't know. So, so when I respect to that, and obviously her, uh, her Sabbath day is Friday night to Saturday night. So I'm never able to see her at those time periods. But she's always at church, which is fine. Cool. 
at the time I was an athlete. So I used to compete or train on Saturdays anyway. So it never really affected our relationship. She's doing her thing, I'm doing my thing. Cool. So obviously, seven years ago, like I said, you dropped the bombshell. Threw me off. Completely finished me. You know, I was like, what the hell? Like, where does this come from? Because I never tried to, I never tried to force her away from the church. I always kind of push her towards the church. Yeah. So Friday afternoon, whenever she's with me, I'm like, you got church later, don't forget. Da, 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 da. Like, but she used to be part of the choir as well. So Friday nights, she used to actually rehearse on a Friday night, ready in preparation for the Saturday morning church service. So I used to always push her towards the church. I didn't want to be that guy, like, taking her away from the church because I'm not part of the church. You know, like, I was trying to be respectful at the same time. So when she dropped the bombshell, she broke up with me. She always said that it's because of her faith. that like she wanted a husband where the whole family can go to church as one. I was like, what? Like, like, where's this come from? You know, it's nearly six years on. It's a bit weird how you now decided this. So I assumed someone within her church has got into her head, you know, because to me, it didn't feel like it was her telling me this. It felt like it was from someone else, you know? But obviously I accepted to an extent, okay, she wants to break up with me. Cool. But I just couldn't let go. I couldn't let go. I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. So I kept trying to reach out. She was annoying me, whatever. And then I remember I wrote this letter. And it's probably where the writing element of my life came into it. I wrote this letter, which was about 10 pages long. Basically, putting it all on the line, what I thought about her, what I thought about our relationship, how good we were, what we planned to do in the future, etc., etc., etc. But then towards the end of that piece, I kind of accepted, cool, it's not going to work. So yes, obviously I said what I said, like the first nine pages, but then literally the last page was like, you know what? I respect your, respect what you want to do. Da, 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 da. Cool. Sent it to her, didn't hear back for two weeks. Then she messaged me like, Jason, we need to link up. So I was thinking, maybe it got through to her. Maybe it got through to her. So you was a bit hopeful there. I was very hopeful. Very, I was like, I've done it. This, you know, like this, this piece was, the game changer, you know? Obviously, as you know, my writing, I'm very straightforward, straight head on. And very descriptive. Very descriptive. So I feel like that was it. So we linked up in Canary Wall, East Winter Gardens. Everyone that would know would know where that is. Um, and then she just dropped a bombshell, like, that she's been cheating for three years. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, 36 months. 36 months. Couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, what is going on here? So over a thousand days. Yeah, it was just it was just shocking, shocking, shocking. Like, I, what can I swear on this? Go for it. I felt like a real dickhead. I can't even lie. I felt like a real dickhead. But at the time, I was willing to forgive her. Even though at the start of that relationship, at any relationship, I always tell people, I do not play cheating. Cheating is one thing I do not play. So I think she kind of knew where it was going to go because she said what she said. But I was willing to forgive her and move forward from this. Which, looking back, I don't know why I thought that. But it shows how much I did love her. I did. Um... Then she started crying. I think, wait, what? What's going on? I said, I forgive you, bro. Like, 
this is where you hug me. Is that Jason? You know, like, nope. Yeah. She's like crying. She's like, I've got something else to tell you. I'm thinking, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's got pregnant and she's got rid of a baby. And she wasn't sure who'd made the father. I don't know. You know, that's all the things that are really in my head. However, she was like, there's two more guys. At the same time, overlapping, are we talking here? Or are we talking about a relay? Who knows? Who knows? So that there's three guys now. I'm thinking, wow. Wow. Is this what we're doing? Is this what we're doing? And I just sat there in shock. I remember, I remember feeling the temperature just drop. It was around 10 p.m. at night. The temperature just dropped. I don't know if it's because my whole body just went cold. Or it was the weather that made it go cold. I don't know, but the temperature dropped massively. And I remember putting on my hood, which is where this whole dark side came about. I think it started from that exact moment. I put on the hood and I remember wanting to flip out. But I couldn't. Man, we don't hit women, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what I wanted to do. I remember, put, like I said, I put on the hood and rage just came over me. But I just walked off. She started chasing after me, and then I can hear my name like in a distance. I was like, that's weird. So I look back, I remember her running back to the bench because she forgot a bag. So she's now had to run to the run to get a bag and run back. But I walked pretty far. So I'm I don't know if people know Kanae Walk. I've now passed the station. So the front of the underground. I literally passed the station. Obviously, there's a pub there, slug and lettuce. But there was loads of people about. It was a random Tuesday. It was loads of people about about 10 p.m. I'm like, why is there so much people around? It shouldn't be so many people around. It's, it's work day, you know? <laughs> but obviously, outside the pub, I just heard people laughing. And even though it was nothing to do with me, I felt like these people were laughing at me. Yeah. But then I have her trying to get my attention. I mean, I tried to ring my friend. He didn't pick up. I rang another friend. She didn't pick up. I was getting mad. So I was like, no one picked up my phone call. I got people laughing at me. Obviously, it wasn't true, but it was people laughing at me, and I got her trying to get my attention. So I'm just just losing rage. And I remember she was pulling my arm, and I was like, "Get the fuck off me!" But I said it so so serious. I don't think I've ever spoke to her like that ever. I remember just seeing her just stop, and I just walked off to the distance. I couldn't believe it. I rang another friend, and I remember I just started crying. You know, just so much emotions came out that night. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I felt like I was in a dream, you know, it wasn't real. How is someone of six years, I've given my whole heart, my attention, for six years, you're just telling me this madness. I just don't understand it. I was on the phone to my friend, and I was just crying. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I remember getting home, I just didn't sleep that night. I didn't sleep, I just had this picture of these three men just on her, like, as bad as it might sound, but that's exactly how it was. I couldn't sleep that night. I couldn't sleep, didn't sleep. I remember I woke up in the morning. I had to go work out early. My mom saw me. She can tell I wasn't, I didn't fall asleep that night. She's like, everything okay? I was like, yeah, she's cheated. And, blah, blah, just, and I broke down again in front of my mom. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, like, <sighs> wow. And the reason why it was an L for me is because the signs were there. The signs were there throughout the whole that relationship, but I never took it. I, I took it for granted. I didn't really take it in. I was seeing it, but I didn't take it in.
so for example i'll see her flirting with certain men like i just thought maybe it's just her way you know certain women have that way of just flirting with men to get what they want it's just like harmless flirting yeah but it's still flirting you know it's like i'm in your area like why would you be flirting like that it didn't make sense yeah openly no yeah i was like you know what maybe it's just her thing so let me only think like a little bit and then even seeing certain things on her phone like i never used to really go through a phone like ever but there was one text i saw and i was like whoa that's a bit wild thing to say if that's meant to be a friend you know I didn't really go into it, into it. I remember telling her, like, just be careful how you talk to certain guys or certain guys are going to think something else. Again, not thinking anything of it and even find condoms in her room. And it's like, we never use condoms. So where are these coming from? But then she was like, oh, as I'm on the pill, they give it to us free. Why are you on the pill? Well, it's on the pill because we also were having unprotected sex. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So when I asked my friend that, she was like, yeah, it's true, like, you do get condoms when you're on the pill from the, from the hospital or the doctors, wherever it is. So I was like, okay, cool. So she she might be telling the truth there. The maths is adding up there, yeah. Yeah, so obviously you don't think nothing. It's like, okay, someone else has confirmed it. I don't know. It's women's, women's problems, the women's issues and whatever. Isn't it? So it's like, all right, cool. So it's like all these little things I was seeing and it was like, nah, she's not cheating. Man. She is cheating. Nah, nah, man, she's not cheating. So I just just doubt myself. I was like, nah, nah, don't do that. And then even like when she's flirting in front of her friend's boyfriend, and I went mad, but her friend's boyfriend was like, Jason, if I felt like she was flowing, her teeth would not be in her mouth right now. That's what she was saying. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. I'm just moving mad. Like, she, like her friend's not saying nothing. I'm moving mad. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, Jason, you need to let it go. I don't know where it was coming from, but just all these little signs, it was just like, it was all there to see. But she, every time she got away with it, until she obviously admitted what she, what she was doing. So for me, it was an L because the signs were there. But it was a lesson as well because it was like, I've always told myself now, when people showcase who they are, that's what you go with. Yeah. She showcased exactly who she was trying to be. And I was ignoring it. So I was like, you know what? Take people for, on face value, whatever they, whatever they show you, that's who you got to kind of have to go by. And that's exactly the lesson that I learned from that. And obviously, it was a massive game changer for me as well especially like how i view relationships and how i view certain people and it was a massive massive lesson for me and a lot of things changed around that period anyway a lot of things a lot of things changed like friendships groups and how to view relationships and going forward i always just know like as i said once people showcase who they are go with that yeah don't even try and go i used to be the guy where i would try and see the good in people regardless they might do the maddest thing to me but i always try to see the good or even try and like justify why they did what they did it's like ah, oh, it's because i did this or it's because of she's gonna do some some things in her life or whatever it may be i always try to see the good in people and it wasn't it, it wasn't it wasn't good to do because it's like this is why certain people do what they want to do because it's like you've given them the opportunity to so now it's like you know what this is my standard if you don't want to be part of this journey i'm happy with that there's no beef i'm happy with that yeah, it's not personal. It's, not personal. Just, it's just you do you, I do me. We'll catch up if we catch up. If not, exactly. so be it. Even with my pre, like, even like the relationship afterwards, the same type of thing. I sh- something showcased. I don't want to say exactly what, why we broke up with that one, but something showcased what type of person she actually is. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not dealing with that. And I let her go, and that's exactly how it is. So I appreciate you for sharing because I think I probably heard it in your voice. It, it was a bit, <laughs> it was a bit tentative and. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to sort of relive that moment, and I and I obviously you skirted over a few things, and I fully get that. Some things that are just not nice to rehash, of course. But I'm interested. So obviously, you got with her early early twenties, big chunk of time. You've been with her, yeah, and your model boyfriend, <laughs> supportive, doing what you got to do. You guys are loved up, you know, doing what you got to do. No, 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 that's fine. Go church. I'm not about that life, but I ain't trying to stop you from living your life that way. You said about how you saw the signs of her flirting. Was that later on in the relationship or was that throughout from the jump of the relationship? It was probably throughout, but like I said, I used to just go past it. I never tried to let it get to me too much because it used to happen, like, not a lot, but it was that like, was quite noticeable once you're there. Okay. And once you're looking, for, once you're looking for it, it was very noticeable. But usually it's like, oh, I'm just talking to her friends, or whatever, maybe you know. But it was very clear. So looking back at it, it's like, no, it's clear, man. It's clear, clear as day. You know. So, do you know why she admitted it to you? I think it was the letter. The letter probably realised, damn, Jason actually did love me, and I've messed up this. And I feel like she, for her conscience, she had to just tell me the truth. And that's what I think it is. Which I respect her for. I do. Because she could have just let me, left me in a lurch and I think it would have messed me up for the rest of my life. If I don't think I ever would have trusted a woman ever again or whatever it may be. But because she actually did tell me the truth or the truth that we know, that she's told that's I was able to kind of go past that and learn from that and heal from that quicker than if she just left it hanging as it was. See, see, it sounds interesting because unfortunately I knew someone else recently. I've only known a guy for like a year, but he was with a lady for a period of time. Yeah. Since they were like 16. Damn. And he found out she was also cheating. And she told him around Christmas time and she'd just come back from holiday where she again cheated. And... I talked to the brother. God, no, I, I don't care who you are. I'll, I'll, I'll hang with you. Like you yeah. know, what I mean, I'll, I'll keep it professional. But he cried because the woman who he thought he knew all this time was not the same person after she revealed what she'd been doing for yeah. years. Yeah. So hearing you say you were crying kind of made me think of his situation. How men do cry. Boys do cry. There is no shame in that. And personally, when I've cried, like don't get it wrong, I do the ugly cry. Like I look, I look bad, but I don't care. I ain't trying to look pretty for no one. <laughs> There's no Instagram filters over here. This is just me. I guess when you can't articulate it in words, tears is all you have to go. That's like your soul just saying, "I need my spot in the light. I need to just let you know how I feel." And I feel ugly crying. That that that's how I feel. Yeah. When when you cried, if you don't mind sharing, what was it that made you cry? What was that reason for you crying? Because you, from obviously from the pieces that I see you write in your blog and the conversation we've had, you are a very intelligent individual. You are led by your head, mm-hmm. or at least you, pres- you 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 go, you're led by your head, even though your heart is very much there hand in hand, but you kind of go, eh, let's, let's, let's. Let's let's look at the situation first before I kind of fully commit to it. Yes, 100%. But then if you're crying, and this is my take on it, it feels like there's been a role reversal where your head has taken a back seat and your heart's gone, 
What? Yeah. Because I don't usually cry. I think the last time I actually cried was my granddad's death. So I think from that day when she told me, so my granddad's death, that's the last time I've cried. I've not cried in between that. Yeah. I'm not really a crier. But what made me cry, I think it was just the whole build-up of like, of love, of disappointment, of shock. Like every emotion I feel like is just, got. I just had to release it there and then because I was, had it stuck in me since the moment she told me in April to July when she actually told me she was cheating. I had all that just built up. I didn't cry. Like I was disappointed. I was upset. I was depressed, whatever you want to call it. But I didn't cry in that period. But I think that moment, I just had to let go. I had to. There's no other way of even looking at that. Either doubt or do something crazy. You you mentioned about how you put your hood on your head. Is that something you did before? Or is that like, that was a thing that you developed at that point? I feel like it was a thing that I developed at that point. Because even like after all that, I used to be on that Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat anymore. But I used to be on Snapchat. I used to have my hood on. Like even now I've got my hood on. Like it's just something I do now. I just put the hood on. Like, and I just feel like I'm just comfortable in my element with the hood. And yes, obviously, I have people have this stereotype of people, especially black men with hoods. I'm trying to change that narrative. Like, don't judge me by my hood. I still got, I'm still a person at the end of the day. I still got feelings. I've still gone through a lot of madness. I'm trying to work on certain things that I know I need to work on. I'm still trying to better myself and do this and do that and do this, which is what I feel like I've showcased to the world for the past four or five years or six years since I've had this blog. You know, like, I do have feelings. I do have conversations that I feel like needs to be had in, in all communities of life. So male, being black, just everything, you know? Like, it's just part of me. I love my hoods. Like, what's the problem? I love my hoods. It's not an issue. You can't judge me for wearing a hood, you know? So that's just where I think the whole dark side Don came about. It's like, don't judge me by a hood. I'm still a real person. Do you think, because I'm thinking about when I wear a hood, I do it sometimes out of comfort. I do it because it's a sign of, I don't know if you've heard it before and some of the listeners might have heard it where you cross your arms when you're a bit guarded, like you're not open to discussions in the conversation. So you might be in a crowd of people yeah. and your arms are down, you're free, your hands are flying around. <laughs> but sometimes you're just not on that conversation. So your arms naturally cross because like, yeah, if you're looking for them to have a conversation with, keep looking. Don't, don't stop with me. Keep going. But when your hood's up, yeah, yeah. potentially that's like, Keep that conversation going. Don't involve me. I'm good in my own space. The heat that I'm getting right now is being produced by myself. I'm not relying on yeah. the establishment to provide me the heat. I'm good. Is, do you, I guess that's a very long-winded way of saying, is it a matter of you put the hood on because you was done? You didn't need no one else. You didn't need her, especially after what she said. You just needed to be alone and cut. That was it. You, you. I don't need to feel the wind on my neck. I, I. Do you know what? I'm cold. I'm gonna keep myself warm. I'm gonna do me. Do you know what? You don't exist no more. I'm gone. Yeah, I think there's a number of things. I think it was. I don't know why I put the hood in. It was a weird thing for me to do, but it's just something I did. You know, I don't even know why I did it. But I just feel like that was just a. That's just. I think that was just the start of something else. 
you know, a new chapter in my life, just the hood. And obviously I was just coached to stay with me since. And do you think that was also a reason why it stopped you from lashing out in any other unhealthy way? Yeah. Because I, I, had, I had like a final destination moment where I was like, I've done a madness to her and then I get arrested. I'm in Kenea Wolf. Like, they have more security there than in Heathrow. Like, I used to work in Kenea Wolf and they told me that. Like, when you said you like, your tenants meetings, like, they were saying they've got more security here than Heathrow. So if you want to do whatever you want to do here, you're stupid. You know, I don't do that. Not on Kenea Wolf. Not on, not on that part of the island. No way. You're just, you ain't going to get away with anything. You know, so and that's what I saw, and I was like, literally, I think that week I got a promotion at work. So like, if I did do a madness, that's gone. That's gone. I'm in jail, typical black man, his hood in jail. You know, like, so it's like, I'm happy I didn't lash out like I probably wanted to, but I was like, you know what? Let me just move on with my life, and that's exactly what I needed to kind of cut off from thinking and what I was meant, I wanted to have with her. You know, because she did at the time. I did say she's taking me, taking my life away from marriage, kids, buying a house with her, all of that. You know, I felt like I had to restart my life all again, but like building everything with her. You know, but yeah, I think the hood just—it's just a new chapter for me. I feel like that's why I don't think I'll ever let go of the hood because that was like the start of Jason, Jason as an adult, Jason as he is now. You said that you called. A friend they didn't pick up, called another friend, didn't pick up, called another friend. Not a bad thing. People are busy for a number of reasons, right? It probably wasn't a personal thing, but clearly what was going on felt per- very personal to you because, like you said, you walk past a pub, they're cracking jokes, having their own little social. Yeah. But you took that personal at that point. Yeah. What is it you need to hear from your friend when you're trying to call them? What was what was the conversation going to be like? They were the two closest friends to me at the time. I'm not going to say their names. They know who they are. They listen to this. They're still my friends now. You know, they're still like two of my closest friends now. So I didn't take it to heart. Like you said, people are busy. I don't know, might be with their girl or whoever it may be, or their boyfriend. And I don't know what they were doing at that precise moment. Yeah. But the friend that did pick up, obviously, she picked up, and obviously that's when I was able to showcase the cry and showcase exactly what I was feeling at the time. Could have been anyone. I could have, but they were the first three people that came to my head. You know. Yeah, no love loss. I still got a mad love for them. It was what it was, you know. But what is it you need to get off your chest at that point? Why is it you need to talk to somebody? Why couldn't you talk to that person that said what they said? If I didn't talk to someone at that point, I probably would have done a madness to her in front of all these people. And it would have been even worse for me because there were like 50 people outside that pub. So if they see a black man punching up a woman, it's long. Completely long, you know. Yes, the cameras would have been there, but the witnesses is there. And they could actually reacted physically on you as well. Yeah, police would have had a field day, you know. So that's why I was just trying to ring someone to just kind of calm me down and get away from that situation. And obviously, so she wouldn't be talking to me because I'm talking to someone else, you know. Was it important to have someone there to coax you out of it or for you to just let off steam? I think it was just a little steam. I think that's all it was, just let off steam. It wasn't anything else. I don't know what I was even looking for at that precise moment. But my head was spinning. No, my head was gone. Completely gone. I don't know what I was looking for at that time, but I know I need to speak to someone, which is why I'm so advocate of men speaking about their problems all the time online. As men, we don't do it as enough. 
we don't do it enough and i feel like just speak to someone man anyone you don't have to be anyone like close as a family member just someone that you just trust you know like, i could have rang family members but i thought i don't know why i just rang my friend at the time like i could have rang my dad i could have rang anyone you know but i just rang those three people and one person picked up so a silly question you you mentioned about you know you plan your life with her family and everything else and it's kind of gone yes why would you so upset about that because I proposed to her, you know, and at, and at the time I wasn't really that guy to really be like, I want to marry someone, I want to do this. But she changed me to think about marriage. I never really thought about marriage like that. So for me to now change my way of thinking, as we, as we know, with relationships, you've got to compromise, you've got to think of the other person, you can't just think of you, you know, which was a massive factor for me. So I was like, you know what, I do love this woman. I do want to spend the rest of my life with her. And this is the way to showcase that. So did it feel like you was building and investing into this relationship and then she's now confessed this information to you and you're like, who are you? Literally, who I didn't know who it was. Because when she initially broke up with me, I didn't know who that was. That wasn't the girl that I knew, or the woman that I knew for five or six years completely different person that's why i felt like someone else was just into her head and brainwashed her which i don't want to say that but certain churches does that you know that's why i felt like it was just that because i don't really know some evidence and i remember going to a church one time i just the vibe wasn't right well so i'm used to my catholic church like i haven't been for years but when i went to her church something just felt off it felt like a cult it felt like i don't want to be part of this yes i'll big her up and that's her thing. I'm not going to dismiss that, but I won't go back to that church, personally. I I appreciate the honesty. Um, it's it's difficult to sometimes talk about things like this, especially if you know people that you know might hear it and so forth like that. But I think it's important that we do talk. Like you know, I'm I'm all about big com- like having these conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's important that we do share how we feel. There's going to be people, hopefully, listening that have never heard the side of a guy being cheated on and know that it actually cut him deep. And the reasons why it cut him deep is because you actually did think about having a family, doing this, doing that. And now that's no longer a reality because what? And then as well, if if, if someone's just told you, oh, I've been unfaithful. All right, cool. I'm not happy about it, but thanks for coming clean, you know. Yeah. Oh, three years. Oh, hang on. Um, So... Every little time I thought you was going to cinema, you was out with your friends, you was doing this, you're doing that. I've now got to reevaluate in my head if it was actually a situation or something else. So now I'm now getting paranoid thinking I knew what was going on when one plus one was not two. This was this was some other type of maths. This was a this got fractions involved. I I I I'm not prepared for this. And then, oh hang on, what those two other people? Oh, do you know what? I, I, I can't do long division. Do you know what? I'm I'm backing out of this right now. Um no. I I <laughs> no. And I, obviously I laugh about it because I like I like analogies and it sometimes if you don't laugh, you end up just crying about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I make jokes about my situation now. People like Jason, like, you're wild for that comment. But I'm just like, I'm over it now, you know? So I can ask joke about it. I can make it lighthearted. Like, but Again, 
as men don't really talk about it, we don't know what it feels like. So I didn't know how to feel like. I didn't know who to turn to. I was like, who? what other man has gone through this? That was my thought process. Like, who can I talk to about this? I can only talk to women about this. Because they're open about talking about when this happens to them. Exactly. So I was like, what other man? And there's probably loads of men that it happened to, but they don't speak about it. Or they react in a, an unhealthy way. way. So it's like, okay, cool. But then obviously when I was speaking about it, I spoke about it on my blog. Certain people came to me, like some of my good good friends are like, Jason, yeah, I've cheated. Like, I know it was bad. I'm like, well, I never thought you would do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it opened my eyes, like how common, not that it's right, but how common cheating actually is, you know? That's why I just never, I just still, even to this day, I still don't understand the concept of it. But I can, I can understand it to a level, which is why I allowed even that woman to have her have her say on the cheating topic with one of my blogs with the whole um, I cheated on my husband. She kind of explained her way of why she cheated and what she was going through and why she did what she did. And that I kind of understood from her point of view. Not that I agreed with it, but I kind of understood it a little bit more. So for everyone that hasn't read that article, I'll put the link again in the show notes. Yeah, it's an interesting, <laughs> interesting post. Very interesting. And personally, don't think by way of association, I'd want to be within a barge pole length of her because I just didn't agree with those behaviors. But I appreciate her candidness about it. But my heart broke for her husband. Exactly. So it is definitely worth a read. And whether you're a guy or a girl, these things do happen, unfortunately. But I think it's important that people understand what they leave behind and the impacts it has on those that are the victims of infidelity and stuff like that. So you said it was a lesson that you learned from going through that. You know, she was, I guess, effectively your day one. Like She was going to be your wife. She was going to be the mother of your children. You was going to get a place together. You was going to do life together for the foreseeable. And then that just didn't happen because of things on her part that she had done. You said you'd not cheated. You've been a faithful guy. You're always that guy who's pushing her to be her own person, to live her life. What was the turning point? What I know you said about the hood and stuff like that, but what was the part that just made you realize, do you know what? I'm going to get up, dust myself off, and I'm going to keep moving. Good question. I don't know. But luckily, the... F- first week of when I found out she cheated I think it was a Tuesday she told me I got the promotion on the Thursday on the Friday I had a friend's birthday I had to go to which I initially said I wasn't going to because I wasn't really on the social vibe but I went anyway then on the Saturday I went to Paris with a couple of my friends um, to watch the Diamond League which was a great experience like just being away from London being away, being away with people that respects me and understood what I was going through. And it was a great weekend. You know, it was good to kind of get away. But I came back and I just, that's why I think it hit me. Like, you know, like grief, it kind of hits you, not straight away sometimes. It hits you yeah. later, maybe months later, even years later. But that's when I think it really hit me around July, end of July, going into my birthday month, August. Um, and I had to just book a time away. I had to go away by myself and actually just work on myself and just think about what I want with life. 
what do I want from life? I'm trying to get her out of my head and understand that like, she's not part of my life anymore. So I think my time away in Malta, Germany and Austria was just a great timing for me to kind of just get away and just focus on, on me. I think that was when it hit me. I'm no longer with this woman. And what support did you have around you to help you arrive to that? No support. Like I said, I went away. I didn't tell anyone I was going away. I just went away. I don't think I even posted that I was there. Just went and, yeah, just sat on the beach for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I remember sitting on the beach for hours and I was just like, people also were passing me, why is this guy just here still, like, 10 hours? Like, it's just here. <laughs> like, but I was just there. I was in the inner days, inner days. But, yeah, I think that was a turning point. I was literally going away and and learning from just the whole experience. Do you think that you was going through a period of getting to know yourself again, like reintroducing yourself to yourself? So, hi, my name's Jason. We ain't spent much time together alone for a while because I've always been busy doing running yep. with a lady, everything else. But I am now broken. I have to reassemble myself, but I don't even know what the instructions look like to know what I'm meant to look like. So yeah, yeah, yeah. let me take that time to just put myself together and understand what is the foundation I need to build on at this point? Exactly. Exactly that. And just coming to terms like there's nothing I did wrong in that relationship. It's nothing to do with me or why she stepped out. It's nothing to do with me. She stepped up because she wanted to step up more than once, clearly. So that was not a mistake. It was a choice. And a choice that I had no bearing on. So I couldn't beat myself up about it. It's like, you know what? She's done what she's done. Good luck to her in life. I don't hate her. Good luck to her. I've really seen her once since we broke up. That was about a year after we broke up. But she didn't see me. And yeah, I ain't seen her since. Fair enough. So question for you. If you go back in time, talk to your younger self, knowing now what you know, what would you want to tell yourself at the height of your despair? Mm. similar to what I was saying before hate people for who they are when they show you simple as that do you think you'd have been in a position to hear that 100% 100% if I knew that back then I would not be in a position now I probably would be married kids house already if I knew that back then but I had to restart life essentially, after five years of being with her. Well, you say it's not a loss, so... Big lesson. I'm a lesson that I'm actually happy, I'm happy I've gone through. But it shaped me for who I am now and what I'm going to be in a few years' time. So it shaped me massively. It's fair to say it probably changed your trajectory. 100%. Oh, and I missed that one part, actually, where I actually had a dream about two months after the initial breakup, I had a dream where she was in it and she was walk- She looked at me, and she walked away. And at the back of it, the back of it, it said, "She's not the one." And that's one part I forgot to miss out on. Yeah, so that was a dream that I had, and I was like, I woke up like, "What?" Like sweating. Like, what do you mean? Like, I couldn't believe it. But my dream told me she's not the one, and that's why I had a blog called Dreams. Everyone say dreams is like your subconscious feeling. Yeah, and it's like. I chose to annoy it again, do you know? <laughs> like a blatant sign of what 
that woman was, and I still chose to ignore it. Yeah, it, it that it, it is very interesting. I like the concept of dreaming is very, <laughs> very interesting, and it's a rabbit hole. Once you start going into it, you, you'll forever be in there. And yeah, I do like the concept a lot, but I I do think it's interesting that the signs, like you said, were there to be seen, and. For those that are listening, when you listen to Kelly's episode, he said something very similar. And I think potentially it sounds like you can be that infatuated with a person or an idea of a person mm-hmm. to the point where you're ignoring the red flags for convenience because you don't want to alter your reality or you don't want to come across as paranoid or jealous or not trusting of the person that you say you love. So it is very challenging and very hard. But... um I'm going to wrap this episode up because we spoke at length about a very touching and personal situation to yourself. And I thank you again for it. For everyone listening, Jason, where can people find you? You can find me all over the web. I'm joking. Um, you can find me on Instagram, underscore Jason RT, Twitter, Jason underscore R underscore T, which I don't really use, but it's there if people want to use it. And also, obviously, my blog, jason-rt.com. And what about Dark Side Rum Punch? Oh, yeah. Dark Side Rum Punch. Check me out at darksiderumpunch.com. Same on Instagram. Well, thank you very much again for joining. Um, And to everyone that's listening, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day, doing whatever you're doing, and listening to what's going on. And as you can probably tell, it's fair to say that we all go through things in our lives that many people never, ever bear witness to and rightly so what goes in our personal life goes in our personal life but these different guests i have on are willing to share their stories pull back the curtains just let you know that the reason why they seem like a strong person to you is because they have a rough past and they're just willing to show you as well that just because it's an l doesn't mean it's a loss it can be something else i've said it numerous times before but nothing about a caterpillar tell you it's going to be a butterfly And that could be the case for your situation. So just be encouraged by that. If you do feel that you need to talk to someone, like Jason said, and what I'm happy to promote is just find someone to talk to. Yes, not everyone should be trusted with the information you provide them with, but find someone that you can talk to. There's tons of charities out there who you can call up and talk to about how you're feeling just to get yourself out of that funk. And it's not a bad thing to feel what you're feeling. But it is bad if you bottle it up and don't try and tackle it in a healthy way. Even therapy. 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 I agree with that. Very good. If you're here in the UK, you can get therapy through NHS, which is a national health service. You can go private or there's so many other versions of it. Go on the internet and you can find your a way of help. But guys, girls and everyone else in between, hope you have a fantastic day doing whatever you're doing and we'll catch you in the next episode. Take care of yourself.